strictly about seeding. It's about uh, the teams trying to figure out where they're going to be, how they're going to get where they're going, and it's completely about seeding. In 5A, we've got Destrahan, who's number 18 right now. They're playing for seeding, trying to host an opening round game. We've got HL Bourgeois pegged at number 24. They are trying to um, move up a few spots, you know, just for a more favorable matchup. They're not going to be home in the opening round, and they're not going to drop outside of the top 32. Hanville's the interesting case. They're 33rd right now. Hanville's got to win a game or two coming home. They're 33rd. They've got to win a game or two coming home to give themselves a shot. Everybody else is on the outside looking in. Terrebonne's 37th. Thibodeau's 39th. Central Lafouche, 44. East St. John at the bottom, 51. In 4A, the number one team right now is North Vermilion. Assumption dropped from 4th to 5th yesterday, losing to South Lafouche. The Tarpon stayed firm at number 7 with the win yesterday. Uh, let's see. We got South Terrebonne at number 16 with a 13-14 record. We've got Ellender at number 23 with a 12-17 and 17 record. We've got Morgan City, who's moved up a spot to number 30 in the numbers. And then we go down now to Division Two, where we could tell you that Vanderbilt Catholic, fresh off of their win yesterday, stayed at number three. They're now 26-6 and six on the season. St. Louis Catholic is um, one spot ahead of them at number two. And number one in that bracket is, is, is Turtlings. So Vanderbilt's number three. E.D. White's number seven in the Division Two bracket. The Cardinals can maybe move up a spot to number six if they finish the regular season strong. <clears throat> but they could also drop maybe as far as ninth because there are a lot of teams cluttered there and a couple of them um, all fighting for the same spots. Division three, Homa Christian off of a win yesterday is still at number 12. They're 13-6-1 on the season. They can maybe move up a spot to number 11. It's going to be tough for Homa Christian to do that. Um with with you know the the way that the numbers are shaking out in Division Four, Covenant Christian is eighteen and ten uh, on the season. They're number seven in the power ratings, and Central Catholic of Morgan City is number fourteen. So those are our local numbers. It's play by play here. Um, we're going to catch a break when we get back. We're going to go to Coach Joe Touton of CCA. We'll ask Coach Joe about some things that he is hoping to see from his team coming down the stretch. It's the final stretch run of the high school baseball season, and we've got a lot of local teams competing. And a lot of local teams are going to be in the postseason. Coach Joe out of this break here on 102.7 FM and 1600 AM KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cutoff, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. 
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Jiskler here enjoying my Wednesday morning. I hope the same for you all at home. We go to the phone lines now. We have CCA baseball coach, Coach Joe Tuto on the line. Coach Joe, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good, brother. How about you? Doing great, man. Uh, busy time. It's the most exciting time of the regular season. Teams are fighting for positioning and seeding and you guys are playing pretty well. Had a, a tough one the other night, but facing a great club. You guys are 18-10. and 10. Talk about the way your club's playing right now. Case, I think we're playing pretty well. Uh, we got a little reality check against St. Charles Catholic, which I think uh, sometimes is a good thing. Faced uh, a really quality team, a quality program, and uh, kind of handed it to us. But uh, I, I think hopefully it'll get us back on track. Tonight we play for the district championship against another quality program in Vermilion Catholic. So, uh should be a war tonight. We're pretty excited. You know, the, the playoffs are going to begin in the, in the coming days, and there's just a couple days left to the regular season. Um, looking at the schedule right now, you guys got, what is it, one game left, two games? How many games got, do you have left? We got three. We got a district game tonight, a district tomorrow, and then uh, Catholic High comes over here on Saturday. So a whole lot of opportunities to earn some points, and I'm looking right now at, at Division Four. You guys are currently number seven. But if you get some wins here coming home, there is a little bit of room to move up as you guys are kind of sitting on the heels of some of the teams above you all. Man, I, I know that you don't need to win the games to make the playoffs, but for seeding and everything, man, those games are huge. Listen, I think plus, you know, Casey, we talk all the time. Every game is huge. We're trying to win every game, and, uh, you know, we definitely would like to host home. You know, having a home field advantage is huge. And, uh, you know, I, I think if, if, if we can find a way to get a win tonight, I think it puts us in pretty good shape going into Thursday and on Saturday. How do you have the pitching lined up? I know you guys have a lot of really quality arms, and you got three games coming up before Saturday. How do you have it uh, squared away? I got my best guy going tonight, and uh, I think we're facing their best guy. They, they have a guy, a real quality arm uh, at Vermillion Catholic. So uh, tonight will be kind of like it was for us on Monday, a playoff-type game. And uh, it just kind of lets us know where we're at. So, I mean, there's no reason saying we shouldn't because this is what you're going to see in the playoffs anyway. So I think we're fortunate we get to do it a week before it happens. Connor Mathern had a game a couple weeks ago where he struck out like 15 or 16 guys, maybe even more. I mean, he was just ridiculous, man. Whenever he's on, he's awfully tough to hit, man. Talk about the, the, the presence that he is on that mound. Well, I tell you, listen, Connor's played with me. Uh, you know, we played three years of American Legion ball, and he's beat the 
the American Legion state champs three times. So uh, just using that off the bat, we feel very confident when he runs out to the mound. Uh, he had a good bullpen session yesterday, and, uh, you know, I think we're ready to go. I mean, he kind of gives us that, you know, he's that it factor when he takes the mound. I mean, all you got to do is score a couple, and I think he gives you a really good chance to win. Playing Vermilion Catholic, as you said a minute ago, they're currently seeded number 10, which means that if the playoffs started today, that actually would be your first-round opponent. So, you know, talk about the, the idea of, hey, man, you might be seeing these guys again coming up in the next couple of days. Listen, this is the exact same thing happened to us last year. Uh, you know, we were in the same situation, and we played them in the first round, you know, of the playoffs. So, I mean, look, you know, by hardest, we need a win tonight because – you know, they're a district opponent that we know each other. We'd like to stay away from each other first round if possible. Very good. Offensively, tell us about the way you guys are swinging it right now. You've you been scoring a bunch of runs. I see a game with 19, 13, 20. You guys have been swinging it pretty well. Talk about the way your offense is coming around. Listen, I think our bats have caught, finally caught up. Uh, we're getting some really – we're getting some production down at the bottom of the order. Our guys have limited the strikeouts, putting the ball in play. And, you know, and our guys at the top of the order have been carrying us and. That's what they're supposed to do. So, uh, I mean, we're pretty excited. I think we're right where we need to be. Guys are playing hard, and, uh, you know, it, it, it should be fun. This is why you play. You practice all year since January and uh, to be ready to go for April. So if we can't be self-motivated, shame on us. There are so many teams in our area that are poised to make a run. I think you guys are in great shape in 4A. I think there are several teams that are in great shape. Even a team like HL Bourgeois in 5A could get in and, and make some noise. E.D. White's got the you know high-level pitching at the top. They can make some noise. I get the feeling in the next two to three weeks, man, our area is about ready to get into these brackets and really do ourselves proud. Well, I tell you, Casey, we talked earlier. You know, I mean, we know what South Lafourche is capable of. I told you earlier in the season, don't sleep on Assumption High School. Vanderbilt's going to be right where they need to be. HL Bourgeois can flat-out hit. And I'm going to tell you this. They had a few bumps in the road, but don't count South Terrebonne out. Those guys, uh, they'll, they'll be motivated and ready to go. And I tell you, Homer Christian's got a few kids who can play, so listen, they might be a sleeper over there in Division Three. Very good. Coach, um, in the final week of the season, you know that the brackets will come out Sunday and you guys got a couple of games until Saturday. Uh, in the final week of the season, is there any areas that you guys are trying to polish up? Is there a facet that you're saying, hey, man, we've got to clean this up before the playoffs? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is we got to throw first pitch strikes. Strike one. I mean, if we can throw strike one, it basically sets up the count. And, you know, it sets up the defense of what you want to do. We just got to get ahead in the count and don't put ourselves, you know, in a minus count because I think it really helps hitters when, you know, when they know fastballs are coming. So we got to just put us, you know, tonight we got to do a really good job of throwing strike one. If we do that, I think everything else is just going to take care of itself. The big thing that everybody is talking about right now is the LHSA's come out and said, hey, you know, these high school athletes could get NIL deals now, and, you know, we're going to not take a stance on that or whatever it may be. I think it's opening up a can of worms. I, I'm not sure that they'll be able to police it. I'm not sure they understand what they're getting themselves into. How does Joe Tuton feel about uh, student athletes being able to market their name, image, and likeness? Listen, uh, on a personal side, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's bad. It's bad for I think it's just bad for, you know, not professional athletes because I think listen it basically just opens up a, a straight line of kids cheating. It's just straight up cheating. I feel like it's happening. We're seeing it in college football already. Uh, you're going to the best place where, you know, you get the most money. And at the end of the day, 
I don't think we play in professional sports. I think we're still playing high school and college sports. Uh, I don't think it's good for the game. I don't. I'm, it's, you know, I think it's bad. I think it just opens up a road for people to do shaky things, and uh, I, I think it's bad. I think there's no possible way it can be policed. I don't care what they say. Yeah, I agree with that. Coach, you guys recently uh, kind of reopened uh, your park with, with you know, your, your father's name on it, and you know, I saw the, the, the scoreboard, and it all looked beautiful, and I know there were some hiccups there with the storm and everything, but, man, I got to tell you that, first off, the field looks great, and I know that it's got to mean a whole lot to you know that your dad's there every time you guys are playing on that field. Oh, listen, Casey, it's, uh, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, look, when, when I was 17 years old, we played American Legion Baseball, and we couldn't play at the high schools anymore. This is why we built this. This is a public park, uh, you know, for, for you know, what I call is college-type players to play at. And uh, this is this is the only real high school recreational facility, you know, in Homa. And uh, it, it's getting used, I can tell you right now. We're using it well. Uh, I mean, we still play Legion. We still play Dixie Baseball. Uh, the rec, play, rec plays here. Rec 2-3 is doing an awesome job. They just finished up getting the lights all back to where we need to be. And uh, it's an exciting time over here at Southland Field. It's pretty cool to know every day you walk to practice, you know, and you see the name on the scoreboard. And I think the name's on the scoreboard because, listen, there's a lot of people that made this happen, but the biggest people that really have made this happen is the former players and parents. And, uh, you know, when you walk out here, it just kind of reminds you of, uh, you know, you know what baseball has done for Homer. And, you know, it's just a, it's just a great gesture by the community to give back and, and let this happen. And look, I'm just glad I could be a part of it. Yeah, very well said. Look, Coach, I was asked this the other day by a parent. And look, I understand your attention's fully on CCA right now. But I had a parent ask me, you know, how do you become a hog? Like, do you guys seek players out? Or is there like a tryout? Like, if anybody may be listening and says, hey, man, I love what they do with their summer program. I would like my kid to be a part of it. How could they make that happen? Casey, what I'll normally do is I have a tryout. We have a tryout. I would like to have, you know, now we, we're fortunate enough we can have four want to have a, a freshman team for next year's freshman class, a sophomore team, a junior team, and an older team. And, you know, we do the high school all-star game. We usually have a tryout the day after. Uh, I'll send you all the information. And, uh, I mean, it's welcome, to, you know, to income and high school players. I mean, that's, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, we like to really kind of keep it pretty much locally. But, I mean, if you're from out of town, we're not going to turn you down. It's mostly Terrebonne and Lafouche players, but – uh. I mean, it's pretty much open to anybody, and uh, we kind of work around everybody's swampland schedule. We don't play anything during the week. All our stuff is on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So the kids who continue to play swampland, it doesn't interfere with their high school teams. Very, very good. Look, my friend, thanks so much for the time. Hope you guys keep playing well and head into the postseason with some momentum, buddy. Appreciate you, buddy. Have a good day, man. Yep, that is Joe Tutone with CCA doing an excellent job. They're in position. They've got some high-end, high-level um, starting pitching. They've got some bats that are starting to come around. They're number seven in Division Four. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. I saw Ascension Catholic, who's at the top of Division Four, and I know they're really, really good as well. <clears throat> but CCA, boy, when they're throwing Mathern and he's rolling and he's throwing strikes, and oh, that's a nightmare. They're going to be really, really tough to beat two out of three. It's play-by-play here on 102.7. Let's thank our sponsors one more time and then catch a quick commercial break. Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa. Um, different building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish um, 
from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week. Rouse's markets taste like home. Buzz off. Buzz off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South LaFouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. And last but certainly not least, the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water from July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion in Grand Isle. Inshore and offshore categories, a kid's zone for kids. And with the purchase of a child ticket, your child is eligible to join the free Life Jacket for Life program. So take advantage of that wonderful event, which has done so, so much good for the people in our area. Thanks to Blue Boot for joining our team. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk the NBA playoffs. Then we'll get to Taylor Griffin at 12.15. And we've got our mailbag at 12.30 and our picks at the bottom of the show. It's play-by-play on 102.7 and also 1600 AM KLEB. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets. Feels like home. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! You may think every weather app is the same, until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7 and also 1600 AM KLAB. We're rocking out to some Kurt Angle with some American music today here on Play by Play. We want to remind you guys to join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute. Tomorrow, tomorrow, South LaFouche will be taking on Assumption a rematch of yesterday's thriller. That'll be at 6 o'clock in Galliano. 
Tarpons are the outright district champions, but they've still got some power points to earn against a very good assumption team. That one will be 6 o'clock tomorrow, the final regular season home game of the year for the Tarpons. So let's talk about the NBA playoffs uh, here in this segment of the show. If I could get my doggone web browser to cooperate with us. We've had um, a lot of great games yesterday. A lot of games that maybe surprised some people. Uh, Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Pelicans fans. New Orleans got the big win, evening up the series with Phoenix. Um, We also had a big win again for Miami, beating Atlanta. And then we had um, yesterday as well. Oh, goodness, man, my computer is lagging big. We also had, of course, the Grizzlies beating the Timberwolves 124-96. to Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about the Pelicans last. Let's, let's dive into some of the other stuff. Um, Miami and Atlanta. Let's talk about Miami and Atlanta. We told you on yesterday's show that Trey Young was going to be better. There was no possible way that he could be worse, right? You know, he just was awful in game one. He was better yesterday. 25 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 10 of 20 from the field. Um, the Hawks are, I, I said before the playoffs that I thought the Hawks would be a really dangerous playoff team. And I still don't like, I don't think I was wrong on that. But with Clint Capella going down, they're just so limited on the inside. Like they have no rim protection. They're limited with their ability to rebound. And they just struggle defensively. Like they don't particularly care to play much defense anyway, even when Capella is there. But without him, like they don't even make an effort. So Miami just kind of did what they wanted to do last night. Jimmy Butler had 45 points. <laughs> and the Heat got by. Like the Heat got by in a game where they didn't particularly play well. Kyle Lowry struggled. Bam, Adebayo was battling foul trouble. P.J. Tucker wasn't great. Tyler Hero wasn't great. So in a day where Miami's role players didn't play their best, they got a great star effort from Jimmy Butler, and it was enough for them to go up 2 to nothing. Miami's in an interesting spot. They're the number one seed in the East, and no one talks about them. No one talks about them. When we talk about the East... We talk about the Nets. We talk about the 76ers. We talk about the Bucks. We talk about Boston because they're playing the Nets. No one talks about Miami, but yet they're just quietly going about their business, and it looks like they'll be heading towards a possible second-round matchup with Philadelphia, which I think would be fascinating. I think, and as a 76er dude, because you know I'm a fan of the team because of Harden and whatever it may be, I think the Achilles heel of Philly is that they're not particularly tough. Like, I think they got some dudes who are kind of soft, James Harden in particular. <laughs> um, so to know that they would have to run into a matchup with Miami and face P.J. Tucker and Butler and Lowry and dudes who are very gritty and very nasty, that's a nightmare. That that would be a very physical, very intense series, and I think it would be a series that NBA fans would be highly entertained by if it ends up coming to fruition. Also yesterday... Look, I thought, and I still do think, I think Memphis is an outside sleeper to win it all. But in game one of the series with the Timberwolves, they looked awful. They did not play well. They looked tense. They looked tight. The Timberwolves took advantage. Well, yesterday, Memphis looked like a title contender again. In a game they had to have, look, you can't fall behind 2-0 with both of your first two games being at home. They had to win yesterday. (laughs) And they did. They took care of business getting a 124-96 win. John Morant was excellent. Um, the Grizzlies just have so much depth, right? They got so much depth. They got so many dudes, like dudes you never even heard of. They come off the bench, get 10, 12 points. They can make shots. They got a lot of different guys who could hit you. And I think they also learned yesterday, and I don't know if they're going to change their rotation, 
They learned yesterday that when they take Steven Adams out of the game and play small, they're living their best life. Steven Adams got two quick fouls yesterday, played three minutes total. Whenever they removed him from the rotation, they were getting up and down the floor. They were playing freely, and they dominated Minnesota. I'm curious to see in game three, will they even go back to Adams at all? Will they even go back to Adams at all? Because the Wolves are guard heavy. You know, D'Angelo Russell and Edwards and, you know, even Towns plays on the outside a lot. So there's, it's a lot for Steven Adams to have to guard those guys on the outside on switches and everything of that sort. So they need a little bit more versatility. I'm curious to see how that's going to shake out. That's kind of a fascinating storyline to follow as we head to game three. Now let's talk about the Pelicans and the Suns. New Orleans beats Phoenix 125-114 to 114 yesterday. Get a wonderful performance from Brandon Ingram. 37 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. C.J. McCollum, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. After game one, I was very critical on social media. I was very critical here on the show saying Brandon Ingram had to be better. In game one, Brandon Ingram in the final 20 minutes of the game scored two points total. He was 0-5 shooting. He had three turnovers. He scored two points total. Didn't make a single field goal. They were both shots made uh, at the foul line because of technical free throws. Last night, he was terrific. Last night, he was a bona fide star who was scoring, creating, initiating, defending. He was engaged, and he was the best player on the floor for either team. And now, with the injury to Devin Booker, this series just got really interesting. Really, really interesting. Devin Booker's a cheat code, right? He had 31 points yesterday in 25 minutes. He had made seven three-pointers, 12 of 19 shooting. He's a cheat code. Hamstrings don't just heal overnight. Like, he's not going to just wake up today and say, oh, my hamstring's better. Like, he's going to be out seven to ten days. He's going to miss a few games here. Where do the Suns find the offense, especially on the road, to supplant Booker's absence? The easy answer would say, oh, Chris Paul's going to just do like he did in game one. That's not the player that Chris Paul is anymore. That game one was an outlier. In fact, in all my fan duel and betting apps and everything, I was betting the under for Chris Paul in just about everything yesterday because I didn't think that he was going to have another big offensive game, and he ended up not. He only had 17. He was 5 of 16 from the field. Phoenix is an incredible team. They've won 64 games for a reason. It's not just because of Devin Booker, but he's a big piece of it. Without him, guys like Mikhail Bridges, uh, Jay Crowder, JaVale McGee, Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit, Aiton in the middle, they're all going to have to step up. And on the road in New Orleans, with Phoenix feeling all of the pressure, because New Orleans doesn't have any pressure here. No one's expecting them to win. They're playing with house money. This series just got very interesting. Very, very interesting. If you put me on the spot and ask me who's going to win it, I still would probably favor Phoenix. Because I think Chris Paul's veteran leadership, and you know, I think that they've got a great coach in Monty Williams, and you know, they'll find a way. They'll change their offense. They'll evolve. I think that they'd find a way to piece it together. 
But if Booker's out for the rest of the way, this thing just got very interesting. It's wide open, and both teams have a legitimate stake and a legitimate claim at that spot in the next round. Now let's talk about the games tonight, because tonight's going to be a wonderful, wonderful showcase of NBA playoff basketball. Three games all in the East. You get game two between Boston and Brooklyn. Boston and Brooklyn is probably the most 50-50 series of them all right now. Boston won game one on the buzzer. Game two today in Boston, the Celtics are a three-and-a-half point favorite. No one would be surprised if Brooklyn rallied and won that game, right? Like Kevin Durant scored 50 tonight. Kyrie scored 35, and the Nets won 125 to 120. No one would be surprised by that. How do the Nets respond after losing such a heartbreaking game in game one on Easter Sunday? A very emotional heartbreaking game. Kyrie's flipping off fans in the state. Like, it's very emotional. How do they respond? And if they don't respond favorably and lose, do they then make the call to the bullpen and go to Ben Simmons in game three? Because the reports are that he's been practicing and you know he's been cleared for contact and he's getting close. And I've said openly on the show, if Ben Simmons is the answer to your problems, then your questions are, are stupid. I don't think he's the answer to anything. But if they fall behind 2 nothing, will they make that panic move, make the call to the bullpen and bring Simmons in? And if Simmons does come in, you know, how much is he going to offer? Will he be a legitimate threat? Will he be something that they could count on? So that's something worth watching tonight. That'll be highly entertaining. You get game three tonight between the 76ers and the Raptors. Philadelphia dominated the first two games, but now they got to go on the road to Toronto. That's not an easy place to play. You got Thibault, who's out. It's a bench play. That's going to be a minimal impact. I think the key here is will Scotty Bournes be able to play? He's listed as doubtful. He makes Toronto better. He diversifies their offense. In game two, Toronto was very easy and very predictable to guard because only one person in the entire lineup ever initiated any offense. That was Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet had the ball at the top, and everything was going through him. So if you don't have Scotty Bournes back, their offense becomes easy to predict, and they become very easy to guard. And I think that that would allow Philadelphia to kind of tee off on them a little bit. I think from Philly's perspective, we got to see more out of James Harden. He's my dude. My favorite player in NBA history. Three of nine in game two, one of four from three, 14 points, six rebounds, six assists. That's that's okay whenever Maxie's going for 23, when Tobias Harris is going for 20, when Embiid's going for 31 and you don't need the offense. That's okay. People are jumping all over Harden, and I'm saying to myself, look, they won by 15. Like, it's okay. But on the road, Maxie's not going to play as well. Tobias Harris is not going to play as well. Your bench players, you know, Nyang and, and you know, Thibault won't even be available and Shake Milton, those guys are not going to play as well. You're going to need Harden to get you 25, 30 points. Does he have that gear in him right now to go and get it? I tend to say yes because I've seen it so many times before. The boy's been a rough couple of weeks. He's been a rough couple of weeks. He's not played well. I want to see him today. If things go sour, look, I don't mind the 17 points, nine assists game whenever, like I said, when everybody else is going well and he's not needed. But when things are going sour, does he still have that extra gear to offer his team? 
I think at some point tonight on the road, things are going to go sour, and Philly's going to need that big step back three or that big and one or that floater or whatever it may be. Curious to see what Harden's going to offer tonight. Then you got game two in the nightcap at 8.30 between the Bucks and the Bulls. I don't think the Bulls are a legitimate foe for Milwaukee. The Bucks kind of struggled through them in game one of the series, <clears throat> not winning in the game 93-86. Uh, to 86. I think the Bucks are going to hammer them tonight. Um, I just don't see it in Chicago. You know, they've got they've got good regular season pieces. They've got good regular season pieces. But I've seen too many times Vucevic get into the playoffs and struggle and not be good. I've seen too many times DeMar DeRozan get into the playoffs and struggle. And you know what's funny is DeMar DeRozan said after the game one loss, he was he was six of twenty five. He said, Man, ain't no way in hell I'm gonna shoot six of twenty five again. Like, dude, have you not seen yourself play in the postseason? You did this every game when you were with Toronto. He's not an efficient postseason scorer. He can't get to the rim like he can during the regular season. And I think that that, this is what this series is going to be. The Bulls are going to struggle to score, and the Bucs, when they're playing well offensively, are going to blow them out. And when they're not playing well offensively, they're going to just kind of squeak by like they did the other day. So I think that the nightcap is going to be the least entertaining of the games, and I think Milwaukee's going to find a way to eke out another win and keep the pace. So much going on. We we love breaking down and recapping the NBA playoffs here on Play by Play. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to go to Taylor Griffin. The Turtle's going to tell us some things he's seeing in the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk some tarpon baseball. And who knows, man, Taylor and I get ourselves into trouble all the time. We talk about all kinds of different stuff. That's going to be in the next segment of the show here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE. 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. It feels like home. It's play-by-play here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. We're having a wonderful Wednesday. We hope the same for you all. We go to the phone lines now for our final call-in guest of the day. That's Taylor Griffin, one of our broadcast partners here in Coastal Broadcasting. Turtle, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Hey, good. How y'all doing over there in the studio today? Good, buddy. Look, I'm sure that you're as as excited as everybody else in the community with the Tarpons winning their first ever district championship outright, the first one in school history, 56 years. The game yesterday was crazy. Tarpons have won 11 in a row. They're heading into the playoffs with a lot of momentum, man. This feels like a team that is capable of doing a whole lot more than just winning a district championship. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Great, great day to be a Tarpon fan. Great day to be a fan of Tarpon athletics, man. The uh, baseball team doing its thing. Uh, couldn't be prouder of those those boys out there in the uniforms, and you know, also just as proud as the coaching staff, man. They they're doing huge things. I cannot wait to see what you know, what uh, where this journey is going to go. Uh, I plan on being there Thursday. At, Eddie Blanchard Field. Hope everyone else does too. We need to pack the house and uh, you know, give all the support in the world to them. Um, and Josh Pierce has been absolutely lights out and impressive with pitching. And then, man, big Jacob Curall coming in, playing, you know, looking looking like he's mentally and emotionally 6'6", 220 out there with all the confidence <laughs> in the world, walking like a giant and just sealing the game. Man, that's amazing and he's uh, proud of that guy coming in and just being being an absolute hero at the end of the game that was great to see him do that you know what's cool and i think it, it just shows like kind of a societal shift is that like when you and i were kids everybody played bantam football there were a million teams and everybody played bantam football now hardly anyone plays Bantam football. Everybody's on travel teams and youth baseball teams and baseball's what they're playing. And it's just so cool to see like how the sport has caught up. Like when you and I were in school, Tarpon baseball wouldn't even win district games. Like we would get in the district and get mercy ruled. Now uh-huh. to know that they're you know, to win they're winning the championship, like it just it it's it, it's cool to see that foundation be laid at the younger levels and then now seeing it pay off at the high school ranks is just really neat to see. Yep. Yep, you're right. You're right. Uh, when we were kids, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, you played your, uh, whether it was Dixie Youth or Pony Baseball, whatever rec league you, you were you were in, depending on where you lived, and then you did your little all-star team and play throughout the summer, and then that's it, you know. Baseball was cool. Baseball was fun. We enjoyed it, but it was just kind of like you're just keeping busy when it's not basketball or football season was the mentality. There was never uh, a demand for travel ball like no one really I feel our age you know I, I just I don't want to say it didn't take it serious enough but it, it just it just wasn't as popular it just wasn't 
there wasn't as much of a demand for it. But now, like you said, it's great to see that the sport caught up. And, uh, you know, you got you got a lot of guys. You know, that's, that's, that's a lot of groundwork that's been laid out for the past few years. Uh, all these guys coming together and playing like they should and, you know, they, being coached very well is a big part of it. They got all the support from the fans. It's uh, it, all, it all ties in hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, baseball is uh, officially back, or should I say just better than it ever was. You know, <laughs> Maybe it's at its peak right now. It's uh, baseball. Either way, baseball in the South LaFouche community is on fire. So let's gossip about something for a second. The word on the street is that Brandon Daniels is going to be playing football next year. The word on the street is that he's as good at wide receiver as he is on the hardwood floor. And I told somebody this the other day, and I truly believe that this is something that's a realistic possibility. I remember when Devontavian Martin was a star basketball player at Ellender who just decided, hey, what the hell, I'm going to play football my senior year. He's about to go to the NFL. Not saying that BJ's going to go to the NFL, but what I'm saying is that he may be so good at this second sport that that might end up being the one that sweeps him all the way to the college ranks. You know, I never thought about it, but as soon as you said Devon Tavian, when you got to about Devon Tay, uh, it, it clicked like, oh my God, this is a very real possibility. I, yeah, I knew exactly where you were going with it, and it's, uh, man, I never thought about it till now, but that is an excellent point. You know, B.J. Daniels is a fantastic, phenomenal basketball player. I mean, I've even made the comment on air that he's, you know, the most dominant, most exciting player to watch in this program since 1999, since Clarence Moore, you know. Um, and still, we haven't heard anything about college interests. We haven't heard anything about being recruited, you know, three-star, four-star, nothing about him for basketball. I mean, just outside looking in, just maybe he's, He's too small for the position they see him dominate at. Maybe he just doesn't quite pass the eye test. I don't know what the deal is with that. But if he just up and decides to play football, the size he has now would be phenomenal for wide receiver. And for him to be that as athletic as he is, as aware as he is, you know, all the all the check boxes mentally check out for him. I mean, he would be an absolute beast. He would be a playmaker out there with a helmet on and who knows, this This could be what gets him a free ride to, you know, keep going to school and keep playing something. This this could be it, man. That is an excellent point, Casey. I never thought about that. So let's talk about this. You, you just brought up the old state championship teams, and, and I'm putting you completely on the spot here, so my bad for that. You know, I'll, I'll maybe plan out these questions a little bit better some other time. Um, I have <laughs> I this debate. <laughs> I have this debate with my friends all the time, and I know that you follow these teams as closely as I did growing up. The Tarpons won the state championship in 1998. I often tell people that their best actual team was 1997 when they lost in the semifinals and you had Trevor Crosby and so many of the other guys who went off. What do you think, man? Like, I get it. The one team did win the ring, but I think the team the year before that would have actually beat the team that won the ring. What do you think about that? Man, that's that's a that's a tough one. Um, I it's almost unfair to compare the two, even though they're only a year apart. Man, that I don't mind being put on the spot, but like uh, I'm jokingly like wanting to punch you in the ribs for this one. Like, <laughs> dude, this is tough. Uh, no, uh, 
guess I'm 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 dreaming Trevor Crosby versus Jamar Jones being such a fantastic matchup to see, you know, man, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, I would love to go back and watch more of that nineteen ninety seven team on film to I guess restudy and get a get a better grip on what I remember seeing back then. Uh I cannot honestly give a good answer on this one. I I'm just I'm gonna give the old boring coin flip fifty fifty. <laughs> I don't know on this one. <laughs> yeah. But no. a very interesting topic to debate. I cannot I cannot with a good conscience give you an answer to give other people more reason to debate and or argue with it. <laughs> I, I totally understand. Look, there, a lot of the things that I hope to do over the summer is have some of the folks tell some of the stories of those teams. The 97 team made it to the top 28 and then had a couple of guys walk out before the top 28. And there was some drama and some different things there. Uh, but anyway, that's another show for another day. Let's talk some I NBA. For that one. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Um, let, let's talk some NBA. The Pelicans steal game two out in Phoenix. Devin Booker goes down. And, dude, it just feels like if Booker doesn't come back, this is going to be a very real series. But without him, I think the teams are very, very equal. Um, I'm 100% on board with you, man. I got to confess, I fell asleep before the end of the game, and I didn't get a, a good grip on, uh, you know, what plays were being made on the end. But man, I woke up and happily saw a final score. And you know, you hate to cheer for an injury. I mean, I would, I would never be excited that someone got hurt, but when it just straight up comes to chances of winning, I mean. Yeah, it sucks that Devin Booker might not play because of an injury, but it's great that Devin Booker's not going to play. You know, that's that's a huge matchup problem when he's out there. That's a huge – and he's such an awesome player. I mean, dare I say, top ten guy in the league right now, any given night, man. Uh, like you said, it seems like all the, the story's kind of starting to write itself. The puzzle pieces are falling into place, man. This – Pelicans got a good chance now, much, much better chance than they did before the series started. You know, and I think what's so cool about what's happening right now with New Orleans, look, they've had some teams in years past that are more talented than their one right now. Hell, they had a team with Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, DeMarcus Cousins in his prime, and others. And, like, it never worked out because the chemistry never fit. These dudes, like, genuinely like one another, and you could see it. Like, the bench guys who aren't playing are rooting for the guys on the floor. There's no animosity. And I think it just goes to show that basketball, amongst all other games, and we talk about this when we broadcast games all the time, whenever everybody's pulling in the right direction, sometimes the lesser talented team could do very powerful things just because they believe that they can. That, that's exactly right, man. That, that, that's what basketball is all about. I mean, it, the same could be said for, for other sports too, but, I mean, this is a huge one. This is, you know, it's such a, it's such a game of runs and game of swings and game of, of momentum, and – you need everybody to hold on to the rope. I mean, that's something that Coach Colley taught us a long time ago. I mean, it, of course, he's not the, the the first one to come up with it, but I mean, you know, he he opened up our eyes with it. And I mean, now now that you're aware of it, you see it everywhere. It's like, man, everyone needs to hold on to the rope. Don't let go of the rope. Make sure we're all pulling in the same direction. And if one guy is not pulling his weight, if one guy or maybe a series of guys is not working as hard, not not pulling as hard in the correct direction, then he's going to slow down the momentum. He's he's going to break away from the team. He's going to cause something negative, and we just don't have room for that. And, you know, it's 
it's time to decide either are you going to be a leader or a follower. If you can't find a place either way, then get out of the way. You know, that that's what it is. And we finally got everybody on the Pelicans pulling the rope in the same direction. That's that's what's working. It's It's awesome to see. Now, with all that having been said, there's maybe one guy who's not quite pulling in the same direction. Oh, Zion's sitting out there. He's chilling. I ain't going to lie, man. They tell me he's or he tells me he's healthy. I'm told by folks who are close to the team that he needs another operation. He's unwilling to get it. Looking at him on the bench, he looks like he's every bit of 300 pounds. He wants to go. I just don't think he physically can go right now. He looks just way too big. Yeah, um, it's it's such a tough a tough call to make on an opinion on that one, man. Uh, I wish he would get it. I wish he would want to be there. I wish he would get whatever's necessary, come back a hundred percent, lose the weight, and just buy in. Like we could be phenomenal with this guy clicking with this current team. But as you said, it just doesn't look like he wants it. It just it just doesn't look like it would fit. He would have to completely change. Now, I don't know what's going on in his head and his heart truly right now, but every it's all about the body language. All the signs point towards he just doesn't want it, at least not in New Orleans. And if that's what it is, then lead, follow, or what? Get out the way. Right. It's 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 time for him to, to move on and stop giving us something to cling on and think about. If not... If I'm wrong, then please take your time, get healthy, come back 100%, do what it takes, buy in, and imagine the possibilities, how dangerous this thing can get. Yeah, that's very well said. Turtle, the last question I got for you. I watched the show on TV called Young Rock, and it kind of previews the, or, or, or recaps The Rock's life and how he got to where he is right now. It talks about when he was a kid and the wrestling and everything of the sort. And in a couple of episodes ago, there was a moment where The Rock said, or like they showed a clip, and he was like daydreaming, and it was him facing Roman Reigns in the main event at WrestleMania. Taylor, that's not just a coincidence. That was leaked for a reason. I think that they may have spoiled something there without realizing that they spoiled it. Yep. Um, again, we we talked about it on the show before. The the signs are pointing to it. It's becoming to be just a bit more than an internet rumor. And I'm actually I watched season two episode one of Young Rock last night. I have some catching up to do, and I started watching the Evil series on WWE Network. And I need to get to the Roman Reigns episode. So those two things you just told me about the potential leak on Young Rock. Um, I also read that they leaked on the Roman Reigns evil episode something about that's how he becomes the ultimate bad guy, by beating the Rock, by claiming his head of the table, blah, blah, blah. There's no need for them to be filming new material and mentioning that just out of nowhere as if they weren't planning to make it happen. All signs are pointing to it, man. All they got to do is sign the paperwork, get it done, I can't wait for WrestleMania already. <laughs> very, very interesting. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Have a great day. <laughs> you too, man. And as always, go Tarps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a wonderful job, as always, keeping us up to date. I thought he gave some great answers about the Pelicans and the importance of chemistry and 
Look, over the summer, you guys ask me all the time, man, man what are you going to talk about over the summer? There's not going to be any games. We're going to tell stories over the summer. We're going to take topics over the summer and go deep into those topics. I want to talk about the 97 South Foos basketball team. I want to talk about the 98 state championship team. I want to talk about the state championship football teams over at Thibodeau High in the past. I want to talk to, you know, Rusty Bourne, who was a state championship jumper or whoever it may be. I want to get all of those stories out just because we, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about history. And it's part of the reason why I was so adamant that we would record yesterday's baseball game with Assumption, which I do have the recording of that. We're going to do some fun stuff with that. One of the reasons why I was so adamant about us recording that game is because if you don't record, history goes away. So I want to get some of those football players from the 1970-whatever state championship teams in here to talk about the games so that we could archive them, throw them in the library, and then guess what? We have them forever. We could share and reshare. Part of the reason why I think that our Cajun heritage has faded as much as it has is because I think that the last generation didn't do a great job of recording their history and sharing their history. I want to change that. I want to put our history and the wonderful things that we've done in the past down and lock them away in the vault so that anybody who wants access to them in the future could have it. I want to talk to Clarence Moore. I want to go find Jamar Jones wherever he is. I want to have him on the show. I want to talk to Mr. Charlie Como about some of the great Tarpon teams of the past. I want to try to get Tommy Hodson on to talk about the great Central Lafouche teams of the past. I want to talk to Trevon Reed about the wonderful Thibodeau High School athletes. Uh, yep, there's so much that could be recorded, and over the summer we're going to dedicate ourselves to telling stories of our history of our area. There's so much history, such rich history, and I want to – you know, kind of throw some water on those flowers and see that they could bloom. That's what we're going to do over the summer here on Play by Play. Let's catch a break when we get back. We've got our mailbag. We're going to get your questions answered right here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses. Call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair, Thursday, April 28th through May 1st. Live music, pay one price rides, live auction, food, drinks, Sunday parade, one mile, and 5K running walk. And this year, you better get a bigger wallet with a $15,000 raffle prize. Plus, live music takes the stage all weekend long, including Friday night, it's Nashville recording artist Chris Cagle, and Saturday night, Louisiana's LaRue. For all the festival info, go to firemansfair.com. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair, always free admission, always fun. Tiger Drive in Thibodeau. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. 
We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Rocking with some Mr. McMahon music here on Play by Play on this gorgeous, gorgeous Wednesday. So fortunate that we're going to have some great weather today. It'll allow the Tarpon track program to finally be able to host a home meet. They've been trying all season long. Coach Gouger and his crew will host the district meet out in Galliano today. Let's thank Ashley Barrio, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge, and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs, because power is our middle name. Roofing building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lavouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And then, of course, we got the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo supporting Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and out of all bodies of water. The rodeo will be held July 7th, 8th, and 9th at the beautiful Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Inshore and offshore fishing categories at Kids Zones for Kids and much, much more. Visit BlueBootRodeo.com for more or to donate to that very, very worthwhile cause. It is Wednesday. I've got questions loaded up from you all. It's our mailbag. If you ever want to ask us a question, feel free to do so. Uh, you could access a question at JustGlareCasey at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Casey underscore JustGlare. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. <clears throat> Find a way to get me the question, and I'll be happy to answer it. I, I take a lot of pride in being very accessible to our listeners and to our readers at the, the Gazette and whoever it may be. First question, how far can our local high school baseball teams go? It seems like we've got a lot of local contenders. Look, I'm not not just BSing here. We've got some teams that can win it all. That's not just me saying that. That's not just me being optimistic. Between South Lafouche, Vanderbilt, Assumption, E.D. White, and I'll even throw South Terrebonne in there because I do think they have a run CCA. We've got teams that could legitimately win it all. Like, it wouldn't be a stretch. So I think that, yes, we're going to have a local team make it to Sulphur, certainly. And I think that once there, there's enough high-end hitting and pitching and coaching to where we may see a team win the last game of the season. And Boy, wouldn't that be something with all the drama and everything that our area has been through. Wouldn't it be something to see one of our local teams, and maybe even two, you never know, have a chance to win the last game and win the state championship. So that, to answer your question, the sky's the limit. There are teams locally that have a shot to win it all. Question two, do you think the Pelicans could win the series with Phoenix now with Devin Booker looking to be out of the lineup? I, I do. I wouldn't favor them. Like if I were making betting odds, I wouldn't give the Pelicans minus odds. But the odds would be pretty damn even. 
I think it's almost a coin toss. I would say like 55% Phoenix, 45% New Orleans. You came into the series having just a puncher's chance. Now you've got a great shot. Now you got a great shot. Game three is going to be huge. If New Orleans lines up in game three, rides the home crowd, the momentum, the energy in the building, all that stuff, and beats the heck out of Phoenix, Phoenix is going to start to get tense and is going to start to get nervous. Because as we talked about earlier in the show, if New Orleans loses, no one really cares, right? You're the eight seed. You're supposed to lose. They feel no pressure here. The team that feels the pressure is Phoenix. They made it to the finals last year. They have the best record in all of the NBA. They have legitimate aspirations to win it all. If they fall behind 2-1 to one and you know, are in a spot to where they're facing must-win games, there's a lot of pressure there. A, for this year's team, and B, for doggone Chris Paul, because you remember, he's never been an NBA champion. He has tried so hard throughout his career to get over the hump, and many thought this was his best shot. If the Pelicans continue to deliver haymakers, Phoenix is going to be the one feeling the heat. Can they overcome that heat? Yeah, maybe they can. But then again, maybe they can't. It's going to be very interesting to see how this shakes out. Question three, what's wrong with James Harden? He doesn't look the same. To heck if I know. I wish I knew the answer to this because... In the days right after the... Okay, Harden looked sluggish in Brooklyn, right? And at the beginning of the season, the excuse was, okay, he really hurt his hamstring bad last year in the playoffs, which is true. That's not an excuse. But he spent the whole offseason recovering from the hamstring. He's just out of shape a little bit. Give it time. And I think that those... Critiques were valid because about 20 games in in Brooklyn, he started to play well. Then as the th- the situation eroded and he's growing more and more disconnected to Kyrie and the team and everything of that sort, he started to play poorly again. And then it was, okay, you know, he just wants out. You know, if he gets a change of scenery, everything's going to be okay. Gets traded to Philly. The first five to ten games in Philly, He's scoring 35, 40 points, getting 10, 12 assists, and looking like Houston Harden again. And then now it's kind of like in a slump again. But it's almost like it's not really a slump because it's not like he's going 3 of 20. Like in in game two against Toronto, he only scored 14 points. But he had the fewest shot attempts of any Philadelphia starter. So, like, I don't know if it's a slump so much as, like, he just needs to be more aggressive. Like, I feel like he has embraced this role of, hey, I'm a distributing point guard, and he's taken that role too seriously. You're James Harden, dude. You're one of the 75 best players in the history of the game. To win the championship, your team's going to need 30 points. They're not going to need 14 points with seven assists. So I think he's just fallen a little bit too much for that role of, hey, I'm a point guard now. I don't need to do that stuff I used to do in Houston. Well, that stuff you used to do in Houston is the reason why you were great, bro. So I think Philly's going to need some more aggression, some more assertiveness, because I trust James Harden shooting the ball 20 times more than I trust Danny Green shooting the ball 15 times. And I think that when push comes to shove, Harden's going to have to kind of press the issue a little bit 
I don't know if he's going to be willing to do it, but I think that that's going to be kind of the recipe for them to win the championship. Question four, who will replace Will Broussard as the South Lafouche High School defensive coordinator? First off, congratulations to Coach Will Broussard, who's the new head football coach at Assumption. Um, but second, we have the answer to that. We actually announced it yesterday on our high school baseball broadcast. It's going to be Bryce Guidry, who's going to be the new defensive coordinator at South Lafouche. <clears throat> A couple things. Um, Bryce is young. Bryce is very young. Um, he's never been a coordinator before. Usually that would make me kind of nervous and kind of fearful, right? I don't worry about him because a couple things about Bryce, and if you're listening, dude, like I'm not just saying this because we're, we're buds and we see each other at, you know, events and, and games or, you know, hang out sometimes away from school at, you know, coach's house or whatever. I'm not just saying that because of this. I truly mean this sincerely. That dude has a passion for that football program unlike any other man that I have ever seen. He cares. He's going to be willing to do whatever he has to do. Put in the time, the long hours, the effort, the energy, the love, the passion, the be, the ability to relate and teach the kids. Bryce is going to be okay in that role. Maybe some lumps early. You know, he's going to have to learn. But over the long haul, he's going to be fine. And I'm super proud of him. I'm super excited for him. Because he's got aspirations of perhaps being a head coach someday, and this is a big leap for him to earn that role. I think Bryce is going to do an excellent job. Question five. Will LSU baseball even make the NCAA tournament? I'm beginning to have my doubts. Um, yeah, they'll get in. They'll get in. You know, they're struggling at times. They'll get in. They're not any worse than what they were last year. Last year's team got in. Last year's team actually even won a regional. So, yeah, I think LSU is going to get in. Here's the thing, man. Like, last year, this is why it's so frustrating. Last year's LSU baseball team stunk for most of the year. Like, they would go and play and just get skunked. This year's team is 24-12, and 7-8 and eight in conference. And when they lose, it's competitive. Like, they lose close. They just do foolish things to kind of cost themselves games. They're 7-8 and eight in SEC. They could very realistically be nine and six. They could very realistically be ten and five. Like they just don't know how to defend consistently enough to win close, hard fought games. Let's look at this SEC schedule here. Okay. They opened up conference with a three gamer with AM. They lost six to four, two run loss. They lost eleven to seven, a game that errors cost them. The Florida game, uh, the Florida series, they got blitz seven to two in the opener there than one of the others. The Auburn series, they lost two out of three. Both of the losses were close, two runs or less. The Mississippi State series, they swept. Then Arkansas last weekend, they lose five to four, a game they kind of kick away defensively. Like, there's three or four games there that they could have and probably should have won if not for their inability to defend. So last year's team just wasn't any good. This year's team, I think, is solid, just don't know how to win. So I think that this year's team's going to get in, and when they do get in, I think they're more capable of making noise. Just because they, you know, they're just cleaning up their act away from being really, really good. Last question, then a break. Do you think Major League Baseball would ever work in New Orleans? I'll say this. I'll answer it two ways. One, would it work for me? Yeah, I would get season tickets. I love baseball. <laughs> I love baseball. I would get season tickets. 81 home games. I would go to 20 of them, put the rest on, you know, StubHub, whatever it may be. I love Major League Baseball. Do I think it would ever work in New Orleans? You'd have to have a, a open, closed roof stadium. People are not going to sit in 100-degree weather in August to watch baseball in southeast Louisiana. 
their day home games during the course of the year over the summer in Louisiana. No one wants to sit in 115, 120 heat index games and play or, you know, watch. I think they would have to have an open closed roof stadium, which leads you to the next question, where the heck would you build that? That's another question for somebody else who's above my pay grade. So I would support it, but I don't think the masses would unless the stadium had an open closed roof. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this break with some betting picks. We've actually off to a good start. We're 4-2 and two in the week. We're going to try to stay hot out of this break on KLEV. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. We were two and zero yesterday, giving you, or excuse me, two and one yesterday, giving you winners. Four and two for the week. It's play by play here, wrapping up, as we always do, giving you three betting picks for some things going on in the world of sports. Today, our first pick will come from the world of the NBA. I like the Brooklyn Nets to cover uh, today. They're a four point underdog. Take them with the points. I think the Brooklyn is going to, at the very least, be in another close game. And I also low-key think they're going to just win the game outright. I think that they're better than Boston. I think that they gave away game one. And I think that knowing that it's going to be hard for them to beat Boston four out of five times, they're going to really push all in today. They're going to extend Kyrie Irving's minutes. They're going to extend Kevin Durant's minutes. And with those guys playing 40, 45 minutes, Brooklyn's weakness of a, a thin bench is going to be lessened. And I think the Nets are going to get the win today. 
So I like them to cover the four. Not confident enough in a win to take the money line, but if you feel strongly about it, go ahead. But I do feel confident enough to take the Nets with the points plus four. Game two on the list today. I like um, under 216.5 for the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. Um, I just think that the Raptors offensively are very, I said this early in the show, they're very predictable. They've got one guy who could handle the ball. They've got one guy who could initiate offense. They don't have a whole lot besides that. So they're very predictable. It's very easy to see where the ball's going. It's very easy to see who's going to get the shots and where they're going to get the shots. They didn't score 100 points in the last game. I think that they're going to struggle to score again. And with Philly being on the road, I don't think the 76ers are going to shoot as well tonight as they did in games one and two. So I think we're looking at a game that's going to be more of a knock them out, drag them out brawl game that'll be 102 to 99. I think it'll be under 216 and a half today with Philly and Toronto. I don't think either team's going to have an easy time scoring. Let's see which one I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a baseball game. Let me figure out which one here. Um, today in the world of the MLB, I like over eight and a half runs for the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Charlie Morton hasn't been great to start the season. He's kind of struggled. L.A.'s offense is very prolific. The Dodgers are throwing Tony Gonsolin, who's not their best either. So I think the Braves score three, four runs. I think the Dodgers score four, five runs. And I think we have a game that'll be six to four. And I think they'll go over eight and a half. Um, so give me over eight and a half in that one between Morton and Gonsolin. We thank everybody for listening. Go out and watch the Tarpon Track Meet today if you're available and you're in town. If you're not in town, but you're going to be tomorrow, go out to Eddie Blanchard Field to support South Lafouche High School Baseball. One last reminder, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage. Sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock, the Tarpons, already the district champions, will try to finish the district season undefeated. I can't put into words how impressive that would be. This is a really strong district, y'all. And if you could go through it without having a single loss, oh my goodness, you're doing a lot of things right. This is Casey Just wrapping up play-by-play. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about some more NBA playoffs, some more high school baseball, some more high school softball. Try to give you an update on how golf is going, tennis is going. Anything high school related, we'll bring it to you. We'll talk about the Pels, of course, tomorrow. Maybe even some LSU football snuck in there as well. You've been listening to Play by Play. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Hope you guys really dig what we're doing. We're having a great time here, and we hope the same for you all. Have a great rest of the day. May God bless you and your families. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.